Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm Zoe, here with my mom and our, my co-host, Dr. Amy Wexler. And today's episode, if you haven't already figured it out from the title, is about blood. Periods. Yeah. T- take it from here, please. Everything you always wanted to know about periods, but we're afraid to ask. We just thought, since periods are ubiquitous among girls and women, that it would be a good topic. And it's a topic that's sometimes hard to talk about. So I thought I'd start with the story of my first period. Okay, I didn't really want to do this episode so soon, even though it's been on our list since June. But you're right that we should just do it. Because, you know, okay, if we're going to wait, what's the point? We should just talk about it, even if it can be kind of awkward. Of course we should talk about it. We're going to talk about everything. Okay, so (laughs) here I am. And I'm 11, I think. Yeah, 11. It's spring, and I'm in baseball. I'm the only girl in Little League baseball. I love it. I'm a tomboy. I'm a second baseman. And I was... Second base woman? Yeah, I know. Second base... Person? Kid. (laughs) And I was dressed in my uniform, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, and there was some brown stuff, and I got my period. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late to my game. And I went and told my mom... And she was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, here's a sanitary napkin because my mom called MaxiPad sanitary (laughs) napkins, which was so weird. Um, And I was just worried about being late to the game. And then she called her best friend who said that she had to slap me. And I was like, Mom, don't slap me. What are you talking about? She said it was some Jewish tradition. Like when your daughter gets her period, you slap them. Like you slap them into adulthood as if it's not bad enough that you just got your period. You slap them into womanhood. That's the thing. It's a Jewish thing. Okay, that doesn't seem nice. No. Anyway, I didn't let her slap me, and she was not a slapper, so it wasn't something she was going to do anyway. And then... Was your Little League uniform white? No, but the pants were very light gray. Oh. But I wore my top, Uh like, tucked out that day. I didn't tuck it in. Okay, good. And nobody said anything to me. And I do remember sitting in the dugout, having cramps, not knowing what to do. Mm. I know. But I still played, and I, I found, like, running around, actually made me feel better but it was weird to be the only girl and then to have my period and like not to talk to anybody about it yeah i mean there's no one you're going to talk to on a little league team about having your period not when they're all 11 boys. yeah exactly okay is it my turn yep how about your first period okay, story i don't really want to talk about this i mean not that i'm embarrassed or something i just think like who gives a shit but i guess it's good to talk about um i was nine you were you were almost 10 yeah i was a month from being 10 but it was horrible i was nine it was before fifth grade started you know that week before school starts but summer's ending and you can feel it it's like the first week of september i hate september it's that it's that yeah i know i don't know she hates fall best best season but everything dies in the fall why do you think the leaves are changing colors because they're dying hello something called the circle of life that they come back in the spring i know that's why i love spring okay um so it's, it was a week in between, like, summer's ending and school's, you know, in five days, and it's a really weird week, and you're sad, but you're excited to see your friends. Anyway, so I go to the bathroom one morning, I wake up, and I pee, and I thought I peed blood. And I don't remember the rest, but you do. I was just so happy I was home. I just wanted to be home when you get your period, not have you be, like, at sleepaway camp. I wanted to handle it. Well, what did I do? Did I yell for you? Like, my bathroom is far from your room. Yeah. Oh. Mom! And I was like, what? <laughs> and then you're like, I think I got my period. I was like, oh, that's exciting. Or you do you feel okay? I was like, I'm going to die. I'm not excited. <laughs> so then you started crying. And you were like, this is so annoying. This is so horrible. And I looked at you. I go, you know what? So every girl and woman in the world who has a uterus and ovaries, most of them, has to get their period. There's like billions. And you looked at me. You go, that's a lot. 
I said, yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> and you walked away sort of like, what am I going to do? Like, no choice. Yeah. Um, and you just gave me a pad, right? Yeah. We had maxi pads, tampons, panty liners with like everything ready for you. And yeah, I mean, I was the first. My best friend didn't get her period until she was 16. Yeah, so it's hard to be. It the, was hard to be the first. The first. It's better to be kind of in the middle. Um, and also fifth grade is the first, well, for me anyway, middle school was the first time that you actually have health class. So by the time I had health class a few months later, I already knew all the stuff they were talking about because I just, I had already had my period like at least four times. So they were like, this is what happens when the period comes. And they gave us like maxi pads and cardboard boxes. And they were like, here's your goodie bag from health class. And I was like, ew. And, but no other girl had it. And so they all thought it was No, but other girls did have it. So you know what happened? I was talking to some of the other moms in your mm -hmm. grade, you know, not in front of the kids. Yeah. And I knew about a few other girls who had already had their period, but the moms swore, swore me to secrecy. Well, I guess they also weren't my friends. Cause I knew, my friends, I knew they didn't. No, they weren't your friends, but you thought you were the first in your grade and you weren't, but you were definitely on the early side. Yeah, for sure. And that's hard. I mean, my sister was nine when she got her period, but like young nine. Yeah, it's genetic. Yeah. And then I, I thought the most clever thing you said to me was, I don't know, like a year later, you're like, okay, mom, this whole period thing doesn't make any sense. Like, why do I have to get my period if I'm not going to have a baby? Like, the whole point of having your period is that the uterus is ready for an embryo, whatever. Oh, I knew that when I was 10? Yeah. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> you learned, you listened. Yeah, you learned a lot of stuff. And you were like, okay, could you just do me a favor? Could you invent how to take out my uterus and freeze it until I'm ready to use it when I'm older and I want to have babies and we could just put it back in. Could you invent that for people? And I was like, um, I'm not an OBGYN. I'm a dermatologist and a psychiatrist. Why don't you go to med school and figure it out? But I thought it was a great idea. Like, what is the point still of getting your period at, at 9, 10, 11, 12 when we're not supposed to have babies then? And I was like, um, I'm not going to med school, so you figure it out. And I was like, <laughs> bummer. Like, <laughs> That's both my kids not going to med school. I don't, I do, I actually do remember saying that because I have brought it up over the years because one, that was genius at 10. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, yeah, I don't, you don't need your uterus. You literally don't need it until you want to have kids. So why can't you? I mean, I understand now phys physically, biologically, mm -hmm. you can't do that surgically. Right. But I, you can take it out. You can't put it back in. I just think like natural selection and evolution mm -hmm. has not caught up with this with us yet we're humans have evolved so that girls don't need to get their period that young because they're not having babies that young right but still like you should get your period at 18 for example yeah you know? well that's the same thing about wisdom teeth like why do we still have wisdom teeth but what? you only have three i had four you see you're yeah. evolving but very <laughs> very slowly all right well yeah it's gonna take a long time but hopefully that's where things would be going. Yeah, that's true. I do have three wisdom teeth, and I still have them all, so just pray for me if you pray that they don't come in more and I don't have to get them out. Okay, you really think that's going to work, the whole praying thing? I don't know, maybe. wisdom teeth? I just, I'm scared of dental surgery. Oh, they'll give you some kind of anesthesia. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember, so I got my period, had the sanitary napkin slash okay. maxi pads. My mom gave me this little Le Sport sack bag Cute. that was just for, well, kind of, but would fill them up with the maxi pads and it was kind of this puffy thing that I had to put in my school bag and whenever you had to go to the bathroom you had to ask permission to get a pass to go into the bathroom and then you had to like grab your little maxi pad kit or tampon <laughs> kit from your locker and you hope no one would see you it was a whole yeah. like hiding it thing yeah. and we didn't have that stuff in the bathrooms accessible so you had to get go to your locker and get mm -hmm. it and then if you forgot or I remember one time I got my period 
I wasn't expecting it. And I didn't have a change of clothes, so the nurse had like extra clothes, but they weren't anyone's size and the color. Oh and so then you're in this like stigmatized outfit for the rest of the right, day. Right, then you're wearing a cone of shame and everyone knows why. <laughs> yeah, that definitely happened. And then I remembered Jody, my sister, like she missed school a lot because of cramps. But then I learned in the last couple of years that the number one reason for missed days of school for United States teenage girls are period cramps, not colds and flus, cramps. So yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. It's a real problem. But just going back to the walking down the hall thing, yeah, walking down you know the hall of shame. When I started getting my period, obviously like you don't take your whole backpack with you to the bathroom in school, like in, like during class when you go to the bathroom. Okay. So you would like slip a little like tampon or pad out of your bag and like put it in your pocket or but most girls' pants are in pockets. Like you put it in your waistband of your leggings or like in your bra if you even wear a bra at that point. And then I remember in high school just being like, fuck this shit during class. Like, I don't want to pretend that I don't have my period, that this is so dainty. And just walk around, you know, tampon or pad in hand down the hall because who cares? Yeah, that's true. It's not embarrassing. And I I refuse to, like, be hiding it and, like, have it in my waistband at the age. You know, when I was, like, 17, I was like, who cares? That's right. I think that's right. And they did have them in the bathroom, but I don't think those machines work half the time. You, you like, push the thing and it comes out. You have to put a quarter. No one has quarters. No, I don't think they should be in a machine. They should just be, like, out on the counter, like, with the paper towels. Well, I remember in med school, the first time I saw OB tampons. Do you know what those are? I have no idea what that is. They're little tiny tampons without an applicator. Better better for the environment. I don't know what OB stands for, but one of my roommates in med school was using them, and I was like, Katie, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And she told me, I was like, oh, you have to stick your finger in that. And she said... Yeah, you just wash your hands. And I was like, well, that sounds better for the environment. But I didn't buy them. But I still only use tampons with um, cardboard. cardboard applicators. I don't believe in plastic applicators. It's no. not cool. But, but th- there are some brands now, I, I don't remember the names, but that make eco-friendly period stuff. Yeah. A lot of office buildings have started supplying their ba- women's bathrooms with them. That's good. Which is good. because yeah. they, And they, you shouldn't have to pay for it in the bathroom. That's insane. That's true. Uh, so switching gears for a sec, just have to share this on the internet. Um, I went to camp for four summers and hated every second of it. I don't think you hated every second. <laughs> this is an ongoing argument. She didn't hate every second. I hated probably like half I, of the seconds of it. I have pictures with smiles. No, I, I mean, when I saw you, I was happy. But um, I really hate, I can't, it was just the wrong place for me. And it was an all-girls camp. And it was, you know, so especially when I was like one of the tallest and got her period the earliest, whatever. And then I ended up using it to my advantage because the only places camp had to swim was a lake, which is fine. But you had no choice, choice but to swim in the lake, which was freezing cold and and horrible. Murky. Yeah, mur- that's the word. It was freezing cold and murky. And if, if it was a really hot day, it would feel good to go in. But you had no choice but to go in. They made you, which I think is stupid because why do you care if a, like, a kid swims? Like, I think it's stupid. So I was pretended I had my period every week. <laughs> and they believed and you? They, I mean, they couldn't. I don't think. I think the counselors were pretty young and they like didn't care that much, which was good. But they just, they're like, okay, whatever, whatever you say. So I would just sit on the beach, dry, in my, in my towel, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain, I period again. And the, a lot of the other girls didn't even have it yet, and I had had it for probably, like, three years at this point. And I was like, yeah, you guys, it's really bad. And I would just sit out all the time all on right, the so beach. All right, so there it worked for you. I remember the head of camp would come around in her golf cart and be like, Zoe, you're sitting out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was horrible, but... Um, yeah, I was like, there's no way. And you can, obviously, you can swim with a tampon, but I was like, I can't wear one. Like, I just made up all this stuff. All right, well. To avoid the lake. I get that. 
I did go in the lake with you during visiting day to show you how great it was. Remember I jumped in? It was really cold. It's freezing. And it was kind of creepy that I couldn't see my toes. Yes, it's. I, you thought I was exaggerating for like three years, and I wasn't. Oh, I was in that lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, but we have this one funny Jaden story about periods. Oh, yeah. So My brother. So we all for a while had like a family sharing plan on Apple, and when one person would download an app or a game, it would show up on the rest of our phones. Very annoying. But sometimes, I mean, I found some good games that way, <laughs> but from you guys. So um, Zoe had the period tracker app on her phone. It was a free app, and it was, I thought, a good idea to track periods to make sure they're regular or see if they were irregular. I have they're not. I have patients <laughs> do that all the time um, because of acne, etc. So like six months before, Zoe started tracking her period. Jaden walks into the kitchen one morning he goes oh my god such a bummer so what he goes i'm getting my period tomorrow <laughs> i was like what and he showed me on remember his, this on his phone because it would send an alert the day before you're supposed to get your period I remember. tomorrow you're getting your period like be prepared and that popped up on his phone as a notification and i just lost it oh my That's god so it was funny. so funny he said it deadpan so we then deleted the period tracker app from his phone but i yeah. like those period tracking apps there's lots of different ones now mm -hmm. but i think they're helpful yeah, they just don't work for me because I have the most irregular period in America. But um, if it works for you, I, I'm jealous because I, it would be nice to have a little notification instead of being surprised all the time. Yeah, surprise periods are... Yeah, that's the story of my life, is surprise period. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of th like new things that they have. Like, what's that period underwear that like you wear? I tried it once. I don't even know if I told you, but like, you, it's just underwear that you wear with no tampon or no pad. You just wear it. Okay. And it's supposed to absorb. It's it's black. I mean, I, the one that I had was black. I guess you can maybe get other colors. It's made of that absorbent material stuff. Yeah, there's like stuff in between the lining, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I tried it once at night, which is when like you technically technically bleed the least because you're horizontal. Mm -hmm. Is that true? I think that is yeah. true. I think gravity plays, yeah. plays a part. Yeah, I don't yeah. ever really wear stuff at night. But I tried this underwear. I put it on. I remember I took a shower. I put it on and I was like, okay, <laughs> now nothing. <laughs> now what? And I just like went into bed and it was just, it felt weird. And then the idea, like, you just walk around all day and it absorbs. I mean, it sounds cool in theory, but I just couldn't commit to it. And then I thought, okay, well, if, if I wear it all day and then I take it off and I put it in my hamper with my other dirty clothes, like, it just has, like, blood in it. So I threw it out. <laughs> Which also, is like, what if it's, like, your heavy flow day and there's clots and stuff? Like, is that getting absorbed in there? I don't know. It was a few years ago, and I, I think I tried it on, like, a light day because I didn't want to know what happened, but I threw it out. So um, if that works for you, great, <laughs> but it didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's an inter interesting idea. Yeah, it is. I mean, that was, a, I was just thinking, when did I not get my period? I mean, I'm 50 and I still get my period, but I control it because I'm on the pill. I'm allowed to be on it for at least five more years, my gynecologist told me. I love Fabulous. that. Yes, no, it's the best. Um, why, why allowed for five? Just because menopause is coming? supposedly yes that menopause <laughs> thing is coming excuse Just me saying these things happen <laughs> yes okay yes okay um you're lucky lucky for what you won't get your period ever again oh i know but then there's other things that are, could happen but okay, I, regardless um when when you're on the pill it can control when you get your period or not mm -hmm. so right now i'm just taking it continuously can get breakthrough bleeding as a side effect not happening to me at this time so I'm choosing not to get my period, but also during, after childbirth, obviously you're not getting your period while you're pregnant. That was cool. But don't you spot during your period? I mean, your pregnancy? Not supposed to. Oh, okay. I did, but mm -hmm. it's not Calm. a good thing. Oh, okay. Like it could be a, a bad sign. I turned out fine.
<laughs> I think that was a J. No. Oh, he didn't. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but he's great. He's great. Um, no, like it can be bad or it can be fine. Okay. But during breastfeeding, if you're like fully breastfeeding, um, women don't typically don't get their periods. Mm-hmm. And I think, I like to think of evolution all the time. Um, I think that's nature's way of preventing a pregnancy too soon after you just went through a pregnancy and gave birth. Like, yeah. you need to pay attention to that infant, need to heal, all that stuff. So that is a bonus of breastfeeding. It sounds good. For me, a negative of breastfeeding was gaining weight. No one told me that. <laughs> but I thought that, like, there's always a thing. It's like, oh, my God, breastfeeding made me so skinny. The weight just falls off Yeah, you. that's what I hear. I've never been hungrier in my fucking <laughs> life, okay? Thirsty, I understand. <laughs> But hungry. Well, don't you burn so many calories because you're making so okay, much Okay, supposedly, but that did not no, happen No, and that's me. why you're hungry. No? Oh, well, you would think. I, I don't know. It, there's a that's picture. So cute. There's on. a picture of me from Gaggy's wedding. So you turned six months old, like, right at their wedding. Yeah. Right? Four days before their wedding. And I, stopped, I breastfed you till six months. And then, so I wasn't breastfeeding for four days, so I was still, had that, like, pregnancy and breastfeeding weight on me it is such a horrifying picture first of all i still have cleavage which is so ooh. weird because i'm like I have a double a chest normally and i thought oh if i ever get cleavage i need to document it in a picture <laughs> but did. i felt like my breasts were aliens yeah and they were they were hard and heavy i, d- I didn't like them they didn't suit me mm-hmm. i mean they did their job to feed you guys but um but i was still like really fat and that <laughs> picture is so ugly um, so I think what, it's cute, and I look so cute in my green outfit. You look cute, and you got your first tooth that day. Yeah, but just sweet, like you're holding me and you're wearing a dress for the first time since giving birth. And oh so god, cute. I mean, we had fun, but oof. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was one of the cool things about breastfeeding. I digress. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you had something funny that you watched on one of your favorite comedians' Instagram stories the other day. What was that? Oh, oh, this was this was a few months ago actually. So if you don't follow her, you have to follow their follow heather mcmahon on instagram at heather k mcmahon she's just so funny she's just everything she's the best and she had something on her stories during quarantine like peak quarantine where she was just bored at her mom's house on instagram and said okay ladies if you have like you know a boyfriend husband fiance ask him if he knows where a tampon goes and so and so many women were like Oh my God, Heather, like my husband, God bless him, watched me birth our kids and he thinks that they came out of where I pee. Like this stuff that's just so oh funny God. that guys don't know or there's like one and this one woman was like, I swear this man that I'm with thinks I'm going to poop out a baby. Like it's just so, oh no. so funny or like when you ask your boyfriend or something to buy you tampons and he's like, oh babe, like I don't know, like if you have a super, or, you know, a normal vagina, because I think it's like <laughs> oh, no. the size of your vagina, not like the size of your flow. And I just couldn't stop laughing. And I just checked; she didn't save the highlights to her Instagram story, but just listen to her podcast, and she talks about it. It's so funny, and I made me like want to ask every guy I've ever met, like, "Do you know what this is? <laughs> this is basic human anatomy. This is not rocket science." Yeah, I guess they might not know because they think. Well, maybe they're just like us without the penis part. And right. so I have one hole. She's ocean she. <laughs> That's my male impression. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Every man that I know, I just impersonate that way. No offense. <laughs> no offense means offense. You know that. Yeah, but whatever. It's a joke. Okay, fine. The whole no offense thing to digress again. She does not like that. Okay, so one day I came home from work, you know, like 10 years ago. I was wearing a blouse that was quite colorful. I don't remember what it looks like. I thought it looked cool. It was this etro blouse. 
And both kids look at me and they go, no offense, but that's really ugly. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Nobody guys, was. one second. You can't say no offense and then say whatever you want. Like if something you mean, it doesn't like negate it. It doesn't make it go away. No offense means offense. So remove that from your vocabulary. And if you don't like my shirt, you could just say, you know what, mom? That's not my favorite shirt of yours or something else nice because I just wore it all freaking day. <laughs> okay. I don't think I ever wore that shirt again. Well, it was probably ugly. <laughs> I know, but I had just worn it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I don't I don't like no offense because it really means offense. Okay. Well, so then now whenever I'm going to say something rude on purpose, I just say offense. And then it's fine. Because <laughs> at least I was honest. Oh, no. Well, that's like the same thing when that you don't like what I say if I say honestly and say something because you think you say, well, obviously it was honest or you wouldn't have said it. Right. The, in all honesty, does that mean that usually you're lying? Yeah, that's, I don't think anyone else thinks that, but okay. I, I don't like that. Okay. So another thing I started thinking about a lot last year, and I don't remember why it first came into my mind, but was this notion of period poverty. I always took for granted that I had tampons and maxi pads and panty liners whenever I wanted, and I could just go to the store and buy more. I always stocked the work bathrooms for patients and for staff. Mm -hmm because and like you know you borrow from friends whatever if you have an accident or you forgot out whatever you don't borrow you just take it that's true you definitely <laughs> am not giving that back <laughs> good point thank you i listen um and i work with the jane goodall institute i just i i'm obsessed with jane goodall jane you know i love you jane if you're out there you're a dream guest well Come she, on the podcast she knows that we have a few dream guests yeah jane i've met jane a few times i've been lucky enough to meet her um and I've been involved with Jane Goodall Institute since I went to Gombe Stream in Tanzania the first time, summer of 1992. So it was a long time ago. And I went again last summer. And in and we and went with the Jane Goodall Institute first to Uganda and then to Tanzania. And one of the projects that we were visiting was a school in a part of Uganda called Hoima. And oh, these kids were so cute. And there was a program to make maxi pads reusable maxi pads because it turns out in east africa i'm not sure about the rest of africa that when girls have their periods they have to stay home from school because they don't have maxi pads and tampons and they end up missing a week of every month of school therefore falling behind the boys and then their parents often their dad thinks that they're not smart and so they shouldn't stay in school and they make them drop out and the rate of teenage pregnancy is really high and it's this whole thing in Africa. And I've actually heard about it a couple of years before, I think from a patient whose friend started an NGO in Kenya where they were making maxi pads out of bamboo and banana leaves. And then I started learning more about it. So um, we went to the school and, and these moms were sewing the maxi pads and they needed a sewing machine. So we got them a sewing machine. I mean, it was really cool. Then we were in Southern Uganda where they had like, 15 sewing machines but none of the fabric for the maxi pad so it is just something that I always took for granted and then I came back home and was talking to a patient and she said well yeah you know there's this documentary about period poverty from England that won an award and there's one that takes place in the U.S. and I was like what I never even thought like in the United mm -hmm. States girls might not have access to this stuff mm -hmm. And so there was there was like a school in Boston. A girl got her period. She had a math test. She gets to class. She gets her period right at the beginning of math class. She raises her hand. She tells the teacher, I got my period. I need to get a tampon. Teacher sends her to the nurse. She has to prove to the nurse That's that she disgusting. has her period. That's actually yes. disgusting. So she has to show her nurse the blood on her 
underwear. Then the nurse gives her a note. So-and-so may get oh my period God. supplies. She has to take that note to the principal oh who God. gives her the supplies. She gets back to class. Like a scarlet letter. 40 minutes have gone by, and there's only five minutes left to class. Teacher says, sorry, you can't take the <gasps> test. You failed. That's just like, that was in Boston. Fuck. So there's a whole movement now among like girls and kids your age and younger to try to make period products free and available in public school nurses' offices and public school bathrooms. Then they had this one principal who was like, oh, if we provide them in the bathrooms, they will be misused. Yeah, I'm going to put it in my nose. Like, what, what? are you going to do with that? It's hygiene. It should be like paper towels and soap. 100%. Right? It's like, okay, should everyone have a toothbrush? Yes. Every girl should have tampons. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I remember I um, freshman year of high school, I had a biology final, and I had my period, and I had really bad cramps. I had the best teacher, Miss Josephs. If you're listening, you might be. <laughs> Hi, Molly. Love you. And I was in, and I knew I could talk to her about anything, so I said to her, like, I have to go to the nurse. I have really bad cramps. And she said, okay. So I went to the nurse, and I was just lying there during my final, two-hour final or three-hour final, with a heating pad, and I couldn't move. What but, happened? I don't remember. And I, I stayed in there. I was really nervous about the test. And I just, and she, my teacher came in and spoke to me and she said, like, you can take it again tomorrow. Like she was being amazing because oh. she was just a young woman who understood what it was like and probably had this happen to her. But I don't think you did uh, that well no, in the final. <laughs> I, I did not do well. I, I went back to class. I finished, I went back to the test. I finished the test and it didn't go great, <laughs> but it was just like, I was lying there like. Therefore no med school because this was biology. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I was lying there like, why the fuck am I suffering like this? And no boy has to suffer like this. I was so angry. I think that's. I went on birth control really young just because I had such terrible periods. Like, I would have, like, seven-day periods that were, like, all every day was so heavy. And I also don't eat meat. Yeah, you so got I anemic. lost a lot of blood. So, yeah, that's why I went on the pill pretty young. And now I actually – I never have to stop. Like, you have to stop the pill for a week. And I, you I don't have to. Every yeah. day. Because um, of my – the way that mine is. But, yeah, I remember that was just horrible. And I only had to miss, you know, part of a test and I went back. Yeah. And that was the worst thing. Right, like, imagine, imagine missing a whole week of school. And not being allowed to retake – the thing yeah oh that Evil. test story was terrible i mean obviously everyone involved was male but still horrible so now we're gonna talk about another this is my fault because i brought it up by accident earlier another <laughs> kind know. of difficult to talk about period topic uh, period sex okay this is my fault go ahead Zoe. Okay, no this is what i have to say okay do whatever you want <laughs> i don't care what you do do what you want personally i have white sheets so you know take that you know think about that however you want but um, do what you want. I, you I can put care. down a towel to protect your sheets. Yep, you can. Oh, I boinked my glass on the mic. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up. Well, the question always is, is it safe to have sex during my period? Of course. Yes. Is it dangerous? Nope. That's right. Some people say maybe it helps with cramps. It might. Well, I mean, exercise helps with cramps, so, you know. That's true. And I think a little dark chocolate helps. It actually does. You always give me, if I'm lying on the couch, like, moaning, you're like, here. When you put dark chocolate on my, you're like, here, to take it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Something about dark chocolate. It but really exercise does. helps. So, like, sex yeah. is kind of a form of exercise. Yeah. It's okay. I say with a question mark. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Lying, standing or lying down still when you have cramps does not help. So anything, any motion does help. Okay. But period. a lot of people are grossed out at the thought of having sex when they have their period. Well, yeah, maybe first or second day. I wouldn't do that, but but some people do. No okay. problem. Do what you want. I'm Oral sex? I don't know. Oh my god! Please stop! I can't. <laughs> no, obviously it's a terrible idea. That's nuts. 
But again, do what you want. Maybe that's... I don't know. I don't know. I love embarrassing you. It's so it's fun. It's so gross. We're literally home alone. You're so cute. But it's just... Ew, obviously not. Oh my god. Ew. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> I'm not going to say the next thing I was going to say because it's disgusting. What? Okay, moving on. What were you going to say? I'm not saying it. I said, am I a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'll leave it in. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. All right, segment time. Before we get into an Ask Dr. Amy segment, we have great questions, which are all from Instagram, so send them our way at Embarrassing You Podcast. We're going to introduce a new segment today called A to Z Pick of the Week. So mom, why don't you talk about it? Okay, so we're going to choose one thing each week. We, we might not do it when we have a guest if we're not doing an Ask Dr. Amy segment. Okay, so it's going to be a thing, a product, a skincare product, clothing, food, a gadget, an app. Anything. Literally anything. It doesn't have to be new in our lives. No. Something that we just love that we thought we'd share. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week... You tell them because it was your idea. Okay. Our pick of the week are Adidas Adelette Slides. We're, okay. I don't know if I pronounced that right. The Adelette. Ad, Adelette. Can you spell it? A-D-I-L-E-T-T-E. Adelette. Yeah. Okay. So they're navy blue with the three white Adidas stripes <laughs> slides. Yeah. And they're they were developed, I think, for soccer players... When they take the cleats off, they put those slides on, like in between practices or games. I discovered them in college because I had friends in the soccer team, and they were always walking around in them, and they looked really cool to me. And I asked them, and they told me, "Oh my God, these are the most comfortable things. You got to get them." And they're like fifteen bucks, or maybe ten bucks at the time. Now they're maybe twenty. And so I started wearing them, and my feet are a little bit flat, and I started wearing them outside, inside. And then when I lived in, started living in Manhattan, I decided. It was gross to wear the shoes or sneakers I wore outside in the house because if you do that, please reevaluate. <laughs> well, most I think most people do, and I certainly grew up wearing shoes in the house in the suburbs. Please don't. But there's a lot of poop and pee on the streets of New York. I mean, a lot. And there's heroin needles on the streets of New York. Don't wear your shoes inside. Well, that's true, but the heroin needle is not going to stick to your shoe. It's more of a pee and poop is going to stick. I'm to talking your shoe. just about germs in general. Okay, I'm not so germphobic as you are, but I you I made am, me. I am averse. <laughs> To pee and poop in my house. I'm just, I don't like that. So, um, If you weren't, I'd be concerned. Thank you. So a long time ago, I started like taking off my shoes at the front door. I also do a little Mr. Rogers thing where I have to change out of my work clothes. I'm the same way with my school clothes. As soon as I get inside, I don't put on a cardigan. I put on <laughs> cute Mr. Rogers. Love Fred Rogers. Um, but I put on sweatpants. Clean stuff. And I feel like I've left my work outside, literally. And so I wear the adidas adelette slides around the house and i love them i wear them with socks when my feet are cold i wear them without socks normally and i got zoe into them when she started wanting like indoor shoes she wears slippers sometimes when it's really cold but otherwise but slippers make your feet hot so i figured so i always wear my slides i have the older version i think i think the ones i have might have been yours because they're a little big they might have been Even are they nines they're nine yeah but those you, are mine but you're a 10 I know, but I think that's a unisex yeah nine. so i think that i have yours and you got new ones a few years ago yeah that they're are a little squishy. squishy so they're the frat boy slides that's what they are. They're that's frat what boy they slides, are? Adidas slides. Yeah, but I grew up with them as like my mom and dad also wear them at home, and so then I introduce your father to them. Yeah, I and they're frat people to them. But you know, we nope. wear them. But my friends who played soccer in college were not in fraternities. Mom, it's a different time. Okay, I'm just saying. Who cares? Okay, that's our pick of the week. That's our pick of the week. We're every week we're gonna if every week that we do it we're gonna post a picture on our Instagram and tag the brand. Maybe we'll get an Adidas deal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Adidas. You can always dream. Okay. 
Ready for Ask Dr. Amy? I'm ready. We got a lot of good questions this week, so we don't have time to answer all. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll save them. And we okay. can always, it's always good to have a back. back Thanks, everyone, questions. for sending them in. Yes, th- these are great questions. And they can be about literally anything. All right, first question. Ready? Okay. You ready? Filler versus PRP for under eye hollows, and how long does it last? Okay, so this is a technical dermatology question. PRP stands for platelet-rich plasma. That's when a tube of your own blood is taken out, spun in a centrifuge to separate the plasma from the red blood cells and white blood cells, and then the plasma is injected somewhere in your body. PRP is a super fad right now. It's popular without much data, except in certain ways. So it started off in orthopedics being used for joint injuries. I think it started off like in the NFL. And I think for some things it can help. I've had it done for my knee and my hip. Like sometimes it helped, sometimes it didn't. It's really good for hair loss, actually, but it has to be done properly. And now it's called a vampire facial. Oh, that's what that is? Yeah. Those look scare me on Instagram. I see them. Since it's your own blood product being re-injected into you, technically, like, nothing bad can happen to you. But there's no data yet, really good data, to show that it, like, grows collagen or anything like that. So um, I don't recommend PRP yet at all for the face if some data comes out to show that it's good for things fine but the only filler that i recommend for under eye hollows is called restylane it's a brand of filler made from hyaluronic acid naturally found in the skin and joints that when injected properly of course you have to find a a skilled injector that's really important like you like me (laughs) like my physician's assistant laura like um, a lot of colleagues yeah um looks great and can help um minimize under eye hollows so i would say no to prp yes to filler but the filler has to be restylane okay second question any special skincare for people with high stress workplaces working 12 to 16 hours a day Jeez, whoever wrote this maybe they're a um essential work like a healthcare worker yeah sorry you're working so long um well if you're working that long i'm gonna say you're probably not sleeping enough Right, because if you're working 16 hours a day, that leaves eight hours left for the rest of the day. You have to eat, you have to commute, maybe. Um, Jesus, have some time for yourself. So, if you're not sleeping enough and you're in a high stress workplace, then your skin is probably also stressed out. And I call that having temporarily sensitive skin. So you might not have sensitive skin when you're working an eight to ten hour day, but when your skin's stressed out, I think you should use fragrance-free products. I think that's important because you could be sensitive to fragrances. I think there should be antioxidants in those products, especially the moisturizer. Um, And I think you should probably bring some moisturizer to work because when you're working that long and stressed out, the skin's barrier doesn't work as well. It leaks water and gets dry. So you might need to reapply moisturizer during the day. Um, Don't forget sunscreen if you're sitting at a window, if you're indoors working, but if you're sitting in a window, you're getting UVA rays and gosh, Whoever you are, I hope you get a break soon. Me too. All right, third question. Okay. A little bit more on the lifestyle um, section. Okay. Trend. Personal finance tips for independent women. Love that. Me too. So I've always worked my whole life. I've either been in school or working. Or maternity leave, right? So Yeah. Um, she only had six weeks with me. Six weeks with you. Yep. Um, but I think it's so important to earn a living for men and women and to be independent because I, I've i spoken to a lot of women over the years who are in unhappy relationships and marriages and feel stuck because they feel like 
they can't leave because they don't make their own money. And what would they do? And I think that's actually a really common problem. So I think my personal finance tip for independent women is to keep working, never stop working. I think work is so important for women. Of course, if you have a baby and you wanna take maternity leave, and if you need to take some time out from the workforce for whatever reasons, can't afford childcare, wanna stay home for a while, but it's hard to get, the longer you're out of the workplace, the harder it is to get back in. So mm -hmm. to somehow keep your foot in it, I've just seen so many friends over the years who stopped working, like 100% of my friends who stopped working say, I wish I could work right now. I wish I worked part-time or mm -hmm. I wish the job that I did was available part-time and now I have to kind of figure out how to reinvent myself. It's tricky. So I just say, keep working. Yeah. And try to save some money. And save, say that. And save. <laughs> save if you can. It's hard. Yeah, it is. Um, from my little experience. Okay, number four. How do you get your teen to follow their skin prescriptions without nagging? Maybe I can also hop in on this one. Yeah, was well, once a teen. You were, not that long ago. What was tricky for me as a mom and a dermatologist was that sometimes you and Jay would not listen to me when I was telling you derm things. <laughs> and they were like, um, no, I'm not going to wash my face. Sorry. I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> think of me as a dermatologist right now, not your mom. Sorry. Or to like, Talk to me like I was a moron because most teenagers think their parents are moron, at least yeah. morons, or at least once a day. Once a day. So <laughs> if I'm seeing a teenager and a parent in the office and I've given them prescriptions to treat acne, for example, I will say to the kid and the parent together, I'm let's give your mom or your dad permission to check and make sure you're using these products. Like I'm right, let's uh -huh. give them permission to nag you because it's hard to get these things into your skincare routine. So then the mom or the dad can blame me. Remember, Dr. Amy said, I'm allowed to check and see if you're doing it right till you, you get used to it because it, these things can be tricky. Mm -hmm. So, tr you know, try to make light of it a little bit. Um, and I think you can, your teen might not be using their prescriptions because they're confused about how to use them. I see kids sometimes from who've seen other doctors or found stuff on the internet where they're doing like eight or nine steps and they have no idea what's helping, what's hurting. Their skin's red and flaky and itchy and breaking out. So I try to like simplify the routine and just ask ask if they have any questions. Do you have any questions about what you're supposed to be doing, taking care of your skin? Or like, what are you doing to your skin? And start with something simple. How about just washing your face at night with soap? Oh, you ask teenage teenagers. Do you ever wash your face with soap? And they look at me like, why would I do that? You know, so getting these things into our routine takes time. Um, instead of nagging, it's, you know, need help figuring out your skincare routine mm -hmm. or need help with that prescription. Like, does it sting? Does it burn? Like, sometimes there are side effects and then the kid won't use it, but they won't say why. Yeah, I mean, I was once a teen, not too long ago, unfortunately. Um, and I was just so internalized that, I think you asking me about it was just so annoying, even though obviously it wasn't. Just to me, I was like, I got it. I, I got it. But I think I would say if your teen thinks you're nagging them or you know that you're nagging them, just if you can make a follow-up appointment with the doctor so that it's the doctor asking the questions or maybe like don't like let them go to see the doctor and maybe wait in the waiting room so they can maybe feel like an adult in a way, like they have their own doctor's appointment without their mom there asking them, asking the questions for them. Oh, and also maybe don't ask the question for them to the doctor because that can make you feel like a baby and then you don't want to speak up. But also, you know, if your teen or your kid isn't using their prescription and you know they aren't and they don't want to talk to you, you can just let them make the mistake and let them be unhappy with their skin for yeah, a few totally. weeks. And then they'll realize what to do. They'll figure it out. 
um yeah i think just if you know you're nagging i would try to stop because that won't make anything better okay okay ready next last question a different different theme but good maybe a good note to end on a little hope sure (laughs) (laughs) thanks a lot sorry sorry i didn't mean it that way what's the best advice you've given yourself should you pursue another relationship Mm. i like this because it's you've given yourself not that you've got from others okay so when i'm thinking about my next relationship and what i'm looking for in a man okay stop (laughs) i want to make sure that he has a nice mom like i just think that's really important i i need to focus on that so number one i'm gonna see like the family he comes from Mm -hmm. are they kind the guy has to be empathic but he, he just has to have a nice mom if his mom's alive they have a good relationship if she died they had a good relationship like he has fond memories of his mom i think that will be good for me mm-hmm. that's nice so look to the women is what you're saying i think that that will help me okay um so you've been saying that to yourself yes okay and i also think well i have no choice here but because the people <laughs> who love me have made it clear that they need to vet the next person that and I you get need to listen with. to us when we vet them yeah yeah so just at the beginning before things get super serious really gonna over scrutinize it <laughs> poor guy sorry um but no you know i'm not rushing into anything that's for sure and i think that's a good idea to be patient okay all right patience Thanks. and periods <laughs> there we go thank you for your questions everyone keep sending them in we love them we'll get to the rest next time yeah we have some other great ones that i want to get to but we don't need to keep you here for so long if we can make it go to next week so if you, if you have any topic suggestions for an episode any more questions please dm us at info at nope at embarrassing you podcast or email us at info at embarrassing you podcast.com we want to say thank you we've gotten so many lovely reviews so far and five star ratings and it's just been really really great so thank you for telling us you love the podcast telling us you know i listen to it walking my dog on my commute it just it really makes us happy all pooping what someone said that who all right they didn't really say pooping they said i in the bathroom that's fine okay they're listening (laughs) (laughs) no one says that okay okay bye bye everyone (laughs) thank you thank you